Happy 4th of July, everybody. Happy 4th. Hopefully, hopefully you are enjoying your freedoms and all that wonderful stuff. Um, my 4th of July was, was, uh, was I, I, uh, I went out there and started working the grill earlier and then took the wife and kids for some ice cream and some fireworks. And now I'm back at the house listening to my neighbors pop off fireworks at 11 o'clock at night. And I'm not interested in hearing fireworks at 11 o'clock at night. So anyways, let's talk about this. So I need to change my name to the great G, the great who, who, who I need to come up with a new name. Uh, Nostra, Nostra G Dizzle, like Nostradamus, Nostra Dizzle. Cause I literally, literally just said this the other day, y'all. I literally was saying in one of my was my other live stream. I was doing this live stream talking about the Olympics right here. And I I did this live stream yesterday. And I literally said in this live stream, or it was either that one or was this one, one of these two. And I literally said, don't be surprised if they try to turn George Floyd's birthday into a national holiday. Don't be surprised, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, it looks like the wheels are kind of being put in motion to make that happen. I just said this like yesterday or the day before. So let's, let's, let's look at this article. America's largest teachers union backs teaching critical race theory to children. It says it will fight those who oppose the move and calls for October rally to commemorate George Floyd's birthday. I just said this was going to happen, y'all. They're going to try to turn this dude's birthday into a national holiday. I literally just said this. And now they're trying to pump this critical race theory stuff into the schools. Uh, let's see. America's largest teachers union has announced it backs the teaching of critical race theory in schools. And it wants to hire staff to fight back against those who oppose critical race theory. And has called for October 4th and October 14th rally to be held in honor of George Floyd's birthday. So, for the past couple months, we've been hearing about this critical race theory, right? And you know what I find interesting about it, or one element I find interesting about this critical race theory? You go listen to the likes of Mark Lamont Hill and other, other left-leaning uh, academics out there. They try to make it seem like critical race theory has been in the national discussion for like 10-plus years. I literally just heard, I, I literally just learned about critical race theory probably like four months ago. <laughs> like I've never even heard of this concept until about four months ago, right? But they try to make it seem like we've been talking about this since forever. No, we haven't. But another part of this critical race theory thing is for the past couple months, you listen to Joy Reid and others, they've been out here saying that, um, that, um, critical race theory isn't being taught in schools. It's only at the collegiate level. 
and it's not going to be taught in schools. Well, here you go. You got America's largest teacher union. They're trying to teach critical race theory. So some of y'all are probably like, well, what is critical race theory? Well, you can go out on an internet scavenger hunt trying to figure out exactly what critical race theory is, and you're never going to come across a clear, concise answer as to what it is. Um, but if you were to take all the information and try to summarize it into like a paragraph or so, critical race theory essentially is a philosophy of sort or an ideology of sorts that essentially teach that that one, it tries to see everything in America through a racial lens, like literally everything. Everything has to be viewed and analyzed through a racial lens, according to critical race theory. That's that's one of the main components. The other main component is it teaches young black kids or well, well, black people in general, essentially that you've been oppressed, used and abused your entire life. And then it also teaches white people um, that you're you're just an oppressor. Even if you've never oppressed anything in your life, just the mere fact that you were born with white skin as a Caucasian, by default, you, you are an oppressor. That's what critical race theory is. So now for collegiate level, but now as you can see, the largest teachers union in the country is trying to get it implemented into all schools. And this teacher union, they represent, they got, they got advocates in, in all 50 states. And this is the, uh, who is this lady? Um, I'm not sure who she is. I think she might be the president of the teacher union. I'm not sure. But um, so they're, they're trying to get this pumped down. But also a part of their agenda, they want, they basically, they want to, uh, they want to honor George Floyd's birthday. George Floyd, uh, America's favorite junkie. America's most, fa America's most famous junkie. I mean, let's just keep it a buck. Before George Floyd died, he was probably going to kill himself off of an overdose. Like before George Floyd died, before any of us saw that video of George Floyd, everybody in a mama would have done everything in their power to avoid being around George Floyd. I mean, can we just can we just be honest about this here? But now they want to they want to try to give him his. Uh, let's read. It says the National Educators Association recently approved the resolution to promote critical race theory through its existing channels uh, to work to fight back against opponents of the practice. It also wants to assemble a team to teach it to union members and create a national day of action to start a dialogue about systemic racism on October 14th, which just happens to be George Floyd's birthday. So I'm telling you, they're going to try to turn October 14th into some type of national holiday to honor a junkie, a junkie that unfortunately lost his life at the hands of a cop, according to uh, the official ruling in court, because I'm not still 100% convinced that's how he died. But, you know, we got to go what well, we got to go with. So we got to they want to honor a junkie, y'all. Says the resolution reads that the NAA, the National Education, what does that stand for again? National Educators Association says we'll provide an already created in-depth study that critiques empire, white supremacy, anti-blackness, anti-indignity. What? Anti-indig. I, I can't even pronounce this word. Racism, patriarchy, cis heteropatriarchy, capitalism, 
ableism. What the heck is ableism, y'all? Ableism, anthropocentrism, which is human-centered points of view, and other forms of power and oppression at the intersections of our society. So basically, critical race theory, which is uh, being spearheaded by the National Educators Association, which is the largest teachers union in the country, they're trying to turn all of our kids into social justice warriors, y'all, into bleeding heart liberals and social justice warriors. They want to talk about white supremacy, anti-blackness, anti-indig, I can't even pronounce this word, racism, patriarchy, cis-heteropatriarchy. So basically, cis-heteropatriarchy, at least what I think this is, is basically just talking about uh, heterosexual men who, who believe in patriarchy, capitalism, ableism. I'm not sure what, matter of fact, what the heck is ableism? I don't even know what this is. Oh, discrimination in favor of able-bodied people. So I guess ableism is, is, is some form of discrimination against non-able, you know, you know, people in wheelchairs. I, I don't know, man. Anthro, anthropocentrism. It, basically, they, they brought they broke out all the isms is what they've done, y'all. And then they want to give George Floyd his own national day. It continues to say that the NEA, NEA plans to publicly, uh, through existing media, convey its support for the accurate and honest teaching of social studies projects, including truthful and age-appropriate accountings, of unpleasant aspects of American history, such as slavery and the oppression and discrimination of indigenous, black, brown, and other peoples of color, as well as the com continued impact this history has on the current society. So uh, what is, ableism is a form of shaming for non-disabled people. This is disgusting, okay? So they, they want to turn all the kids into social justice warriors who whine and cry. I mean, and then they want to they want to turn all the black people, all the black kids into forever victims. This is just a forever victim philosophy, y'all. Like, look, you can teach about slavery and oppression and discrimination from a historical context. I mean, that's I don't see anything wrong with that. Right. But the problem is these people are not going to teach about it from a historical context. These people are going to try to teach this stuff as if you are still a slave, as if some child that's in the first grade right now or whatever, as if they're still oppressed and they don't have any control or any agency over their own life. That, that's what this is boiling down to. They are literally trying to create a nation of victims. Is, is, is crazy. You know what I'm saying? The association will further convey that in teaching these topics, it is reasonable and appropriate for curriculum to be informed by academic frameworks or understanding and interpreting the impact of the past on current society, including critical race theory. So you want to, so like I say, once again, they want to, they want to try to superimpose uh, 1821 and 1921 on top of 2021. <laughs> like, like they want these people, everybody got to be a victim. This lady right here, President Becky Pringle, <laughs> uh, just happened to be a black Becky. Becky Pringle 
has also agreed to make public statements in support of critical race theory and racial honesty in education. So this woman, black woman, probably in her 50s or 60s, president of, I'm assuming, the Teachers Association or whatever, pretty sure she makes a pretty good living, all types of opportunities. Her kids probably have all types of opportunities out there, but she still believes she's a victim. This this is sad. This this you do y'all are literally witnessing the, the decline of America, y'all. In case you don't realize this, this is how you know. You know, I'm just gonna say something. This is how. Go look at all major um, societies over history: ancient Rome, ancient Egypt. Uh, you you name it. Just pick a dog on society. You want to know anybody? Anybody want to take a guess as to what? cause the what is one of the main contributing factors that caused a lot of these ancient societies to uh to uh decay to just you know fall down and go away anybody want to know anybody want to take a wild guess well i'll let you know one of the main one of the main things about why these ancient societies failed or eventually went away is due to women now you're like oh here he comes with the sexism yeah i don't care the reality is it's due to women now i'm about to i'm about to get really sexist out here the problem is all these societies have this one common trait The, uh, the unfortunately the more power you give women the more things start to decline now is that me saying that Women should be second-class citizen, subservient. No, I'm just saying this is damn near historical fact. If you go look at all these ancient civilizations, a lot of their downfall is due to women. And who is spearheading this current movement of being a forever victim in this country right now? It's women, BLM, founded by women. You got this lady right here. She's the president that's trying to get this stuff put into all the schools in America. This happens to be a woman. Uh, you look at you look at all these 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 young kids out here who are flaming hot Cheetos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for for uh, you know trying not to say the say the other word, but they're out here slobbing each other down on national TV. Dudes, who runs that network? A woman. Look, I, I'm, I'm I'm just keeping it a buck. When when women start getting more and more power like this, that's when a, historically that's when a lot of this chaos and confusion tends to come about. That's just kind of how it's always been throughout history, y'all. Um, like I say, you go look it up. We're not going to do a, a full blown history class over here, but just go look it up. I'm not saying that they're they're 100. Let me let me let me uh, clear that up. I'm not saying that they are 100 at fault, but I'm just saying they play a significant they, they play a significant role and how society tends to go downhill when women get more and more power society tends to go downhill i mean look we can look at china right now do you know china has an issue with uh masculinity in its country like they have actually stated this that their young men in their country are not masculine which is part of the reason why they want to control the media and what these boys get access to because they feel like they, they don't they don't like them looking at K-pop and all this other crap because they feel like they're not masculine. Well, you can't 
you can't really go out there and and be a world power if you don't have a bunch of masculine men to uh, enforce the will of your country. And you kind of see this happening with our country now. Look at the military over the past couple years. Uh, I remember the I remember when I was getting out the military, they were letting people openly become uh, openly do uh, serve as transgenders. And now, you know, here you are now you got generals up here talking about critical race theory and trans stuff all over the place. But I mean, have you seen some of the commercials the U.S. military has out for trying to recruit people? They're in here in their commercials talking about LGBT stuff in their commercials. It's like, why is this even a factor? You're trying to recruit people to join the army of the military to become trained killers to defend this country. But you want to talk about LGBT stuff. It's like we get it. Gay people serve in the military. They've always been there. Like, it wasn't hard to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? I used to work with a, quite a few of them. It wasn't hard to figure out. You know what I'm saying? And But nobody ever sat around here and talked about it to where it was like in your face. It's like, I don't need to know your sexual preference when I'm downrange. And we got to start letting bullets fly downrange to take out the enemy or do what we got to do to protect the homeland. What does your bedroom activities have to do with you being able to shoot a damn M16 or an M4? or fly a helicopter or drive a tank. Like, I, I don't care about your sexuality. So why has this got to be at the forefront of your military service? But now it is. And now you're going to see a bunch of soy boys and, and you know, the military. I'm, I'm, I'm not in the military anymore. <laughs> I'm not in the military anymore. But anyways, I'm not going to read all this to you guys. But I just wanted to come up on here and show y'all that what I said is 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 coming to life. They're trying to give this. They're they're gonna they're gonna go all out. They're, they are going to go all out to try to give this to make this guy's birthday a national holiday. And then I'm telling you guys, I am telling you guys now. Remember, you heard it here first. They are going to rewrite the narrative of George Floyd. In, in five to 10 years, you're not going to know about George Floyd being a criminal crackhead. You were going to, the story that's going to be told about George Floyd is he was a freedom fighter. He was out there feeding the homeless. He was out there passing out turkeys. He was out there passing out book bags. He was, he was giving speeches walking little old ladies across the street. This guy is spent his whole, his whole life story is about to be transformed into something magical. And it's already happening. Now I seen a video of one of his daughters recently talking about how her father used to, uh, read her, read her stories to help her go to sleep every night or something like that. And I was like, Really? Because when I first discovered he had kids, the information that I got from the from the from the you know the, the media sources was like he wasn't even really an active father in his kids' lives. Like, like I, I matter of fact, isn't it? I want to say it's actually true that there were some of his kids didn't even know that this was their father until he made national news, and then mommy had to tell them that yo, that was your father right there. But they, they, but they was parading one of his kids around on TV recently 
I want to say after the um oh so you saw that too you saw that too so okay good I'm not making this up I literally saw his daughter one of his young daughters being paraded around on TV making it making it seem like she he was an active role in her life like he was there every night reading her bedtime stories I was like huh that wasn't him based off everything we know so I'm telling you, they're doing it now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I'm trying to wait for your comments so I can highlight it. Yeah, that okay, good. You saw it too. This literally happened like a week or two ago. And I was like, wow. They are really trying to rewrite this man's story. So I'm telling y'all, five, 10 years from now, maybe even faster, I don't know. But let's just give it about a five to 10 year window. This guy is going to be, he, he's going to be on, on par with MLK and Malcolm X. Matter of fact, just MLK. Not even Malcolm, because, you know, Malcolm had the criminal history uh, uh, of before he became a Muslim. He's going to be on par with MLK, y'all, and Megar Evers and, and all these other civil rights people that lost their lives back in the day. That's what's going to happen with George Floyd, y'all. His crack, his crackhead story, his his robbing, uh, 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 putting pistols to the to the stomach of uh, uh, whatever, robbing women, <laughs> you know, dressing up as maintenance men to go rob women. Him him out here smoking all these drugs and doing all this crazy stuff. Two or three weeks before he got killed, him him, him overdosing on dope. All that stuff's gonna be erased. It's going to be erased, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, it's, it's funny that they're going to erase his history and try to make him seem like an angel. But as they're erasing his history, they're trying to rewrite American history to where they want to turn every every child in America into a social justice warrior. Where you can only view things through the racial lens. Oh yeah, that that too. That that's going bye-bye too. <laughs> that's going bye-bye too. So this is where we're at and I, look I told y'all this is going to happen. It's starting to happen right now. They want to in case you in case you're new up in here. Where is it at? Right here. They want to commemorate his birthday. This is how it starts, y'all. This is how people get national holidays for their birthday. It starts as a commemoration. This is how it starts. They want to commemorate a junkie who unfortunately lost his life because he was out there engaged in activities that attracted the attention of the police. I mean, let's just keep it a buck. If George Floyd wasn't out there in that store acting like a crackhead, passing out fake $20 bills, he would have never met Derek Chauvin. And he would probably he, he would probably be alive, which I highly doubt he would be alive. He probably would have OD'd later on. But he would have never encountered Derek Chauvin. Him being a junkhead, cracky, crack, crack addict with an extensive criminal history, everything in his adult life was just the complete opposite of what you would deem a upstanding 
upwardly mobile black person. Like I say, if George Floyd was alive today, still doing his living his normal, regular routine, most black people would be doing everything in their power to get away from this dude. You see him walking down the street, doing the dope fiend lean, you trying to get away from him. Or you might toss him a dollar and, you know, keep it pushing. That's I mean, because that's how we treat that's how we treat junkies now. That's how we treat every crackhead out there now. That's how we treat every Pookie and Ray Ray out there now. He That's who he is. But he hit the Powerball, which cost him his life, but he hit the Powerball, which basically made his family rich and totally is going to totally erase who he actually was and let a bunch of random black folks out there to include a bunch of pasty liberals rewrite this man's history to where he is going to be the next Martin Luther King Jr. Y'all I'm you, mark my words. You are looking at the next Martin Luther King Jr. Right here. Name somebody. Listen, let's, let's keep it a buck. Name somebody since MLK, a black person since MLK that has died that has gotten a statue in their honor that has people talking about, we want to commemorate his birthday that people have literally marched in protest and, and, and set cities on fire over who is the last black person that's happened for y'all. This ain't happened since MLK. I don't even think they set the cities on fire over MLK. You are looking at the next Martin Luther. Listen, I'll even take it a step further. He is probably going to be bigger than MLK. If I'll take it a step further, George Floyd is probably going to be bigger than Martin Luther King Jr., y'all. Don't be surprised if you go down to the to the National Mall in Washington D.C., where they got all the uh, the cat, you know, all, all the statues and all that crap. They got a big statue with MLK out there. Don't be surprised if there's a big statue with George Floyd going up in the National Mall in the coming years. I mean, we already see the statues popping up in New York City. New, they got a five six hundred pound one. And uh, matter of fact, how much is that statue, Newark George Floyd statue? right here this one's in newark new jersey they say this thing weighs six seven hundred pounds you already got a six seven hundred pound statue of the man already up you got another uh statue of him up here in new york city don't be surprised if they have a if they erect a statue of him in dc right next to mlk you are looking at the next martin luther king jr y'all that's who this dude is. A junkie. But he's not going to be remembered as a junkie. He's going to be written down in the history books as a saint, as a loving father. They, they're going to totally erase that white chick, mama, out of the picture. He's going to be a loving family man who was just a hardworking man trying to make change in his community. That's who he's going to be. I'm, I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen with this dude, man. They're going to have a George Floyd stamp. 
George Floyd birthday, uh, you know, federal holidays. Yep, there it is. He is about to phase MLK out. You ain't, I mean, come on, name another black person between between MLK's death and his death that had this big of an impact on society. Name another one. You can't name one. A crackhead, y'all. Black people, listen, think about how crazy this is, right, with black culture. We just talked about the BET Awards the other day and how black culture is just all about sex, 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 and ratchetness and ratchetness. Think about the overall decline in morals and standards in black society when the most revered person in black America is a junkie is a is a crackhead is a pookie and ray ray who is more revered and honored than than George Floyd y'all somebody tell me Jay-Z may have more money Kanye may have more money Will Smith may have more money who is more revered and honored than George Floyd. Somebody, so, I mean, somebody tell me a name. There is no black person in America. Probably the world, but at least in America, there is no black person in America on as high as a pedestal as George Floyd, y'all. This is the face of black America, y'all. George Floyd, a junkie, a crackhead. This is the face of black America right here. Think about how far black culture has fallen to where the image of black society is a crackhead, is a junkie. And people will people will go to town will riot, will burn stuff and kill over this dude. This same dude that that has an extended documented criminal history of being the absolute worst of black society that all of us don't want to be associated with in real life has been elevated to the highest levels. This is this is the face of black America right here, y'all. George Floyd. Whether you want to accept it or not, this is George. I mean, come on. When all the pasty liberals out there looking at are looking at black people, they look at they they look at you as if you're you're George Floyd. When they're walking around doing their pasty liberal stuff over here trying to save all the black people because they think all black people are inferior and victimized. They see you as George Floyd. They think you're George. They think all of you are at risk of, of, of having a knee put on your neck by a rope, by a random cop. They all, all think you're George Floyd. And then you got a bunch of people. You have a bunch of black people out here who see themselves through the eyes of George Floyd. And I'm not talking about Pookies and Ray Rays. 
I'm talking about educated black folks, professional black people that don't have a criminal history, ain't never been arrested a day in their life. They identify with a damn junkie. Think about how crazy this is, y'all. I know tons and tons of black folks, educated professionals, never been arrested a day in their life, never had a negative encounter with the police a day in their life. They literally think they are George Floyd. They literally believe their lives, they, they can see themselves in, in the eyes of George Floyd, y'all. Do y'all hear me? Do y'all even understand what I'm saying? George Floyd is the representation of black America, y'all. That's who he is. You might as well prepare to, to hang, hang his picture on the wall next to white Jesus. Yeah, LeBron James a dude that's been protected by white folks his, his entire life for the most part because he was a great basketball player. To my knowledge, never got in trouble with the law, worth hundreds of millions of dollars, lives in probably some of the most exclusive ultra-rich neighborhoods known to man. But you identify with a crackhead? You identify with a dude who, who, who for the last... 10, 15 years, every decision he has made has been towards crime and drugs, which ultimately led him to meeting, meeting his death at the hands of Derek Chauvin. Like you can't pick no other black person you can see yourself in. I ain't never been arrested a day in my life. I ain't never been out there addicted to any type of drugs a day in my life other than nicotine. But ain't no way in the world I'm going to sit here and be like, I identify with this dude. No, the hell I don't. What do I have to identify with this dude about? I don't do drugs. I don't commit crimes. <laughs> I'm not out there purposely doing things to invite the attention of the police. So why would I identify with him? Don't even make any sense. But, excuse me, for the majority of you, that y'all have convinced yourself that this makes sense. So that's why I'm saying you are looking at the next Martin Luther King Jr. who might surpass MLK. Because there hasn't been this much energy poured into a black man that has lost his life at the hands of a white person since MLK. This dude had cities all over the country on fire. This dude got politicians threatening violence if Derek Chauvin wasn't found guilty. This dude got statues popping up in cities that he wasn't even from. This dude had three funerals, y'all, in a gold casket. Had celebrities showing up to his funeral to, to celebrate the life of a crackhead. 
got T.I. going to his funeral. T.I. was probably one of the people who could have sold him some rocks back in the day when he was trapping. <laughs> this is one of this, this George Floyd is one of T.I.'s junkies. And now they are starting the process of turning his birthday into a national holiday to commemorate George Floyd's birthday. This is how this is how it starts right here by commemorating something. This is, how, this is the process right here. This is how it starts. George Floyd is the face of all white liberals think you're all George Floyd. They all think you're George Floyd. All black social justice warriors and pro-blacks out there, they all believe everybody is George Floyd. And we're all just forever victims because we're not white. And all white people are oppressors just because I'm talking about infants. Infants, some, a, a little white kid being born right now is an oppressor as far as critical race theory is concerned. You ain't even got a choice in the matter. The moment you exit the womb, you're an oppressor. The moment a little black kid exits the, what time? It's 11.41 p.m. at night. There's a little black child being born in America right now. As Soon as he exits the womb, he or she exits the womb, that child is a victim. Automatically. This child don't even know he's alive yet. <laughs> Already thrown in the victim bucket. And this is the ultimate victim, George Floyd. So we're all George Floyd, as far as they're concerned. This is the face of black America right here, y'all. This is the leader. If, if aliens were to come down from space and it was like, hey, Give me a picture of who represents black people. George Floyd is a the picture they're sending up. <laughs> but like I say, they're going to rewrite his history. George Floyd is going to be an angel. He's going to be an artist. He's going to be a renaissance man. And black folks have, you know, y'all have contributed to it. You have let a crackhead junkie who was doing crackhead junkie activities that caused him to cross paths with a police officer that put his knee on his neck, which contributed to his death. But if this dude hadn't have been doing crackhead junkie activities, or if he had been better at controlling his crackhead junkie activities, he probably would have never met Derek Chauvin. And Derek Chauvin would have never put the knee on his neck and Derek Chauvin wouldn't be sitting in prison right now. And George Floyd probably would have been alive to go smoke his life away and potentially OD like he did a couple weeks prior to him meeting, De prior to him meeting Derek Chauvin. He was already on the path to ODing. So, like I say, think about how low black society is and what we deem as morals, values, who we aspire, and, uh, uh, who we look up to and esteem. 
a crackhead junkie, y'all. <laughs> a crackhead junkie is the face of black America, y'all. All this high value, man, educated, lame crap. That's just stuff we talk about on YouTube. That's that stuff don't have any impact in real life. It has very little impact in real life, y'all. Very little. Because no matter how much high value man stuff you talking, how much educated lame stuff you talking, while well, you need to get your education, you need to get your skills up. None of, how 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 far does that stuff really go if at the end of the day you identify with a junkie a, a junkie even though you're not a junkie, you're not a crackhead, you're not a, cr a career criminal, but you still identify with this dude to, to the point where you think his fate could be your fate, even though you're not doing any of the activities that led up to his fate being his fate. But you still want to pretend like that could be you. No, well, in reality, it's not going to be you. Very few of you is going to happen. I've already told y'all the numbers like 0.003% of y'all will ever be killed by a cop. But you've convinced millions of black folks that you all are going to suffer a 0.003% fate. How crazy this is, y'all. We, li we literally live in an alternate reality. You have a 0.003% chance of being killed by a cop, y'all. 0.0003%. You literally have millions of black folks who are convinced that they are going to die at something that has a 0.0003% chance of ever happening. All because this dude right here. This dude accelerated that thought process. He unfortunately became part of the 0.003%. And you have millions of black, I mean, you got millions of black folks that will ignore the high, the astronomically high chance of you being killed by another black person. They will ignore that stick their fingers in their ears and do the whole nan-nan-a-boo-boo thing. Even though every crime stat in the country, local police, federal police, uh, you know, the FBI, everything says you have an astronomically higher chance of being killed by another black person. But George Floyd and his unfortunate death has convinced damn near all the black people in America that you're going to suffer the fate of, uh, uh, at the hands of a cop, even though that fate only has a 0.0003% chance of ever happening. And now people want to identify with George Floyd even though you're not out there doing crackhead activities. You're out there living a regular, random, straight and narrow life for the most part. You're not purposely going above and beyond to do stuff 
to attract the attention of the police. You know, like passing out $20 bills in stores as if store clerks don't have that little counterfeit pin that they can just mark on the $20 bill to see if it's a counterfeit or not. And then after you pass it out, you go sit in the car across the street from the store that you just passed the fake money out instead of getting into the car and leaving. You stay there until the cops show up. And then when they show up, you start acting like a crackhead because there were two other people in the car that didn't get killed. There was another man and there was another woman in that car with George when that, when them cops initially approached the car and they was acting all calm, cool, and collective. George was the only one acting like a crackhead, foaming out the mouth, clear signs of a junkie. And then, and then we all know the rest. We all know what happened next. Now, whether or not you think he died because of drugs or the knee, it is what it is. He's no longer here. But the point I'm making is his crackhead tendencies, his crackhead activities set off the chain of events that led Derek Chauvin to, to, to meeting him, to putting the knee on his neck, which contributed to his death. According to uh, the, the according to the conviction, but but you all identify with this. You all identify. I mean, y'all, how do you go to work? How do you work a regular nine to five job? Go to work, pay your bills, come home, take care of your kids. If you got kids, take care of your woman. If you got one, or you just take care of yourself. Play your little video games. Go work out. Watch some YouTube videos and some Netflix. Go to bed, wake up, do it all over again tomorrow. You do that five days a week. On the weekends, you might go outside, cut your grass. If you got property, if you don't have property, you might go to the mall. You might go to the movies. You might go hang out. Sunday, you probably chill. Monday, you, you start the whole process all over again, right? That's your life every single day, B, as an adult. As a fully functioning adult, may you might even smoke a joint here and there, drink a little something in between. Nothing crazy. That's your life day in, day out, over and over, like Groundhog Day for the most part. How does your life identify with a dude that went out of his way to, to, to abusing hard drugs? I ain't talking about weed. This joke is over here messing with methamphetamines and fentanyl. I got an uncle that I just learned about. I mean, I know who he is, but about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I discovered that he almost OD'd off of messing with fentanyl. One of my own uncles. I went to go see my uh, one of my uncles, one that cuts hair. And I was asking him about our other, my, uh, my other uncle, which is his older brother. He was like, yeah, your Uncle V, he almost OD. He almost overdosed. I was like, what you mean? He was like, yeah, you know, he was on that stuff. I mean, I knew he was on that stuff, but I was like, what stuff are you talking? He was like, oh, he over here messing with fentanyl. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, your uncle almost OD'd about two weeks ago off this stuff. I'm like, oh, Jesus. So I got, I, got, I, got, I got a fentanyl addict in my, I got a fentanyl abuser in my own family, is what I'm trying to tell you. But I don't even identify with my uncle. 
we're, we're related, blood related. That's my mother's younger brother. I don't, I don't identify with his life at all. I don't abuse drugs. I raise my kids, which is something he really didn't do. Never been to jail. He's been in and out of jail. The only thing we, only thing my, me and my uncle have really have in common is my mother. My mother is his older sister, and he's my uncle. But I don't, I don't look to him for anything else. It's like I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't, I don't participate in the activities he participates in. I'm not abusing drugs. I'm not doing things that lead to the police wanting to come put bracelets on me. But that's what George Floyd was into. Stuff just like my uncle. The only difference between them is my uncle ain't got a knee on his neck while he was being filmed. That's it. That's literally the only difference between my uncle and George Floyd. My uncle is still breathing. And my uncle has yet to be arrested and have a knee put on his neck to, to, to contribute to the end of his life. Other than that, everything else is pretty much the same. Extensive criminal history. Kids all over the place and abusing hard drugs and, and doing some other crazy crap. That's it. My uncle just hasn't hit the Negro Powerball yet. He did. Now he's the face of black America, y'all. A junkie. A crackhead. So we can whine and cry about BET. That's why I told y'all in that video about the BET Awards. I've been seeing people talk about, oh, man, BET Awards is just tearing our country. No, 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 it's not. All the BET Awards is doing is just displaying what was already there. Just like when, when uh, RBR came into the chat talking about, you're the white man. I was like, no, it's the white people and black people's fault. All the white man did is just jingle some money, provide some cameras and lights. Black people were going to do this crap regardless whether there was money, cameras, and lights around or not. They were going to do it anyway because this is black culture. Black culture is, 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 a, is a moral decay overall. Black culture values the absolute worst crap in the world. So the BET Awards, I'm not mad at it. All they did was just provide a stage for people who are going to do this stuff anyway. I showed y'all the video of the chick twerking on the ambulance. Nobody was throwing money in the air when she was twerking on the ambulance. Nobody knows what her name is or her Instagram account is so she can get her followers up. All we got is that little video of her twerking on top of the ambulance as that ambulance was trying to save somebody who had just got shot. They were going to do it anyway, ladies and gentlemen, because that is the culture. And George Floyd is the epitome of the culture, y'all. He is the epitome of it. And now his history is about to be rewritten to where they're going to make him out to be the next Martin Luther King Jr. Mark my words. That's what's going to happen. They want to celebrate his birthday. 
They want to create a national day of action on October 14th. That's George Floyd's birthday. What does that sound like to y'all? A national day of action. What does that sound like? That sounds like the workings, the beginning process of turning his birthday into a federal holiday in the future. May not happen now, may not happen next year. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but it's coming. National Day of Action. (laughs) George Floyd's birthday. But this is black culture. This is black America. All black people believe they're George Floyd and all white people think you're George Floyd. The, uh, let, me, let me back that up. The all white, all white liberals think you're George Floyd. The overwhelming majority of the black population thinks they're George Floyd. Thinks their life is identical to George Floyd. They can see themselves in a junkie. Ah, it's going to be some long days in the future, y'all. It's going to be some long days. And now they want to start pumping critical race theory in all 50 states. I mean, yeah, all schools in all 50 states. Even though they've been saying for the past couple of weeks they don't they're, they're not doing it, it's not happening. Oh, they're trying to move forward. Everybody, all black people are victims. All white people are oppressors. No matter how old you are, you could be two seconds old. You're either a victim or an oppressor. And this is what black people want. I think I think we might have to. Um, I think we might have to just throw up those of y'all who think like me. You don't believe you're a victim. You believe that your hard work and uh, effort is what is going to basically control your life for the most part. Meaning you only focus purely, you only focus 99% of your attention on the things that you can actually uh, impact in your real life. You're not running around here chasing boogeymen, white supremacists all day. You're more focused on what can I do? What are the things that I can do to increase my overall position in life? Earning potential, relationship potentials, whatever. Do I got to get more educated? Do I got to learn a new skill? Do I got to get in shape? Do I got to do this? Do I got to, you know, whatever it is you got to do. Instead of worrying about systemic racism. You know what I'm saying? Just, just these big convoluted statements that have no real answers, that have no real solutions, but it's just cool to say. Instead of focusing, you you prefer to focus in on you. Because like I say, you, if you want to fix the community, you got to fix yourself first. You fix yourself, then you fix your household, and then hopefully, you know, you fix you fix you fix other things, right? Well, those of y'all who think like me, 
we might have to just uh we we might have to throw the white flag up. B. I think I I think I think we're about to be ran off the block, y'all. I think we're about to be ran off the block. It's too many it's too many people who prefer to be a forever victim and focus all their and, and point their fingers at everybody else but them. It's just too many of them out there. They're just everywhere, man. They're like cockroaches in a in a you know, they're just everywhere. I don't know if there's enough people out there who think like us, think like me. I think we've been overrun. And now they're coming through the they're coming through the, the through the, the 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 system to indoctrinate the next generation where they want to teach your kids to be victims in school all day long. I I showed y'all the video. Y'all think I'm making this crap up, man. I'm doing these videos and y'all ain't watching them and I get it. They're kind of boring. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not talking about relationships and bashing black women all day, but I'm doing I'm doing the videos trying to put y'all on game. I'm not doing the beef and stuff. I did the video. Where's the video? Hold on. Let me find. I I did the video. Math is racist. Nobody really watched it. They are literally trying. You literally have people out here trying to put into the textbooks to try to teach black to basically teach black kids that the uh, one plus one doesn't equal two. You literally have people out here creating textbooks that are trying to say that black people basically aren't smart enough to do basic math, y'all. That you need to teach black children how to do math another way and teach them that there are multiple answers to doing a math problem. That math is subjective. Meaning one plus one is not only two, but it could possibly be three. One plus one could possibly be 50. They're literally doing this, y'all. I'm not even lying. I showed y'all the article in here. <laughs> like I say, nobody watched the video, but this is this is all a culmination of all this crap coming together. This is being spearheaded by liberals, y'all. That's why I told y'all liberals are the racist, most racist people in America. They are the ones who think you are actually inferior and then go above and beyond to try to treat you like you're inferior. Like you can't go out there and solve a problem on your own. You can't figure out how to tie your own shoelaces unless they're around to tie them for you. They're the ones who are keeping you in this perpetual victimhood state, this adult daycare center they want you to exist in. A conservative they might be a racist here and there, but they're not with the program of babying you. They want you to go out there and just do your thing. Just don't bother them for the most part. That's why I identify with conservatism and have for a very long time, not just because it's YouTube. I've been like this for a long time. Liberals are the ones who want to coddle you and treat you like babies to the point where you can't do anything for yourself. Look, they are. I'm, let me. Do I got to pull that article up? Let me see. Oh. 
I think I'm just making crap up, right? I ain't even got to click on the links, y'all. This stuff goes back to 2017. Paper explains the role of racism in math education by the Atlantic. How is math? What is how is what is racist about one plus one? <laughs> Didn't you needed math to build the pyramid, y'all? But this is how it starts. They're, and they're putting this into the schools, y'all. Y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me, though. You know, that, that's why you got to, you just, you just got to go out there and get yours, man, the best way you can. Because right now, I, I don't, there, there is no coming back from this. They have successfully convinced the overwhelming majority of black folks that you're just a forever victim. Nothing's ever your fault. You have no accountability. You don't even have to show up on time. Remember that? I showed y'all this the other day. What was it? Whiteness chart. Didn't I, didn't I show y'all this the other day? What's white culture? Look at this. They put, the, they put together a whole chart explaining what they think white culture is, y'all. Let me see if I can find a bigger picture. Hold on. White culture. Rugged individualism. Uh, Self-reliance is, is an attribute of white culture, i.e. white supremacy. Independence and autonomy, white culture. Well, what's the opposite of white culture? Black culture. What's the opposite of independence and autonomy? Being dependent upon somebody. <laughs> well, aren't black folks pretty much dependent upon the white liberals? The family structure, white culture, y'all. Remember BLM, they're opposed to the nuclear family, y'all. The nuclear family is a white construct, y'all. Look, it says it right here. This is actually a real thing. I'm not even making this up. Work ethic is an attribute of white culture, y'all. Hard work is an attribute of white supremacy, white culture, y'all. So what does that mean? Well, black culture, which is the opposite. I guess you're not supposed to work hard. Wealth. The acquisition of money is an attribute of white culture. Respect and authority. White culture. Heavy value on ownership of goods, space, and property. Meaning... You, you work hard, you buy yourself a nice car and a nice house. That's an attribute of white culture. I guess the opposite of that is black culture. Your car is my car. Your house is my house. You know, oh, doesn't that sound like communism? Time. Following rigid time schedules is an attribute of white culture. You know, you know like showing up at an appointment on time. You say you got you say you got to be you got an appointment at eight o'clock, be there at seven fifty or eight o'clock on the dot. That's an attribute of white culture, y'all. 
you literally have schools right now as we speak that are trying to trying to trying to you know make it seem like black kids shouldn't have to show up on time because all the craziness that goes on in black life remember we're all listen we're all everybody thinks we're living a george floyd life y'all where at any moment a cop just gonna hop down on us and put a knee on our neck and kill us they all they literally all white liberals literally think that's what's going on with black people and a bunch of black folks who ain't never had a bad interaction with a cop a day in their life, they think like this too. They think the moment, listen, I know black folks in their 50s and 60s right now. They never had a negative interaction with the police in their entire life. They literally think that they could be the next George Floyd. But they've been alive for 50 plus, 60 plus years. They and they late 50s early 60s right now they think they could be the next george floyd ain't never done nothing bad work pay their bills pay their taxes take care of their families or whatever come and go back and forth to work take a vacation enjoy the holidays you know the standard stuff we all do never had a negative interaction with a cop a day in their life and they have convinced themselves they are that they could be the next George Floyd draw. None of them do drugs. None of them passing out fake $20 bills. None of them are crackhead junkies with extensive criminal histories. But they have convinced themselves they could be the next George Floyd draw. It's over with. Those of us who think like me, I don't know what else to tell y'all. They have success. I, I, I think they have successfully overtaken us, y'all. And all we can really do now is just hang on to what's left and try to make the best of it until we go take our dirt nap. Because I don't think there's no coming back from this. It's too strong. This is everywhere. This is they're, they're pushing this into the education system. They're idolizing junkies and crackheads. They're teaching your kids that math is racist. They're teaching you that following being on, on time is racist. Uh, uh, having a nuclear family is, is race is white supremacy at the end. Because that's all this is, white supremacy. Whiteness and white culture. They're teaching you all this stuff is racist. And, and Deborah says, fight. How do you fight back? It's too strong out in these streets. You can't really fight this. All you can do is just hang on to what you got and, you know, ride it out till it's time for you to go take your dirt nap. It's, 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 it's a done data. It's a done data. This is being spearheaded by a black woman, y'all. To, 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 she is spearheading the movement to teach your kids to become a bunch of social justice warrior victims. Look at this. They want, listen, this, la this lady is the president of the NEA, the National Educators Association. This is what they want to put into the schools, y'all. They want to teach white, they want to, I'll read it. The resolution that, uh, the resolution reads that the NEA will provide an already created in-depth study that critiques empire, white supremacy, anti-blackness, anti-in, I can't pronounce that word, racism, 
patriarchy, cis heteropatriarchy, capitalism, ableism, anthropocentrism, and, and, and just a bunch of other isms. Basically, critical race theory. She is spearheading the movement to inject critical race theory into the uh, educational system. And like I say, critical race theory essentially teaches you two things. Well, three things. The first thing is everything has to be looked at through the lens of racism. Everything, no matter what it is, everything has to be analyzed through the lens of race, which automatically means there's got to be a victim and there's got to be an oppressor. Everything. So what, the, what does that automatically mean? That automatically means that there is, there is a, a crutch for you to lean on or there is an escape route for you to uh, not have to face your deficiencies. You can just you can just point your finger at somebody else. Literally, if you view everything through the lens of race, y'all, everything, that's, that's, that's tenant number one. It, it actually says that. Then the other two things is all white people are oppressors. All black people are victims. Don't matter when you were born. You could have been born 100 years ago. You could have been born five seconds ago. Your skin color puts you in one of those buckets. So they are trying to indoctrinate your kids into this crap already. And they said they weren't going to do it. I seen Joy Reid arguing somebody down on TV not too long ago saying, no, 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 this isn't in the schools. This chick is the president of the National Educators Association. She says we are moving forward to get this put into all schools in America. That's what this lady is doing. So it's a wrap, B. <laughs> I don't know what else to do, y'all. I'm going to keep making my videos, living my best life. But in the greater context of black society, it's a wrap. Shout out to my man, Xanatos Clutch. He said it. Xanatos Clutch got a video. Let me see if I can find it. He got a video called The Three Fates of Black America. Right here. Whenever he made this video two years ago, whenever you got out, out in fact, I'm going to put the link in the description. I mean, in the uh, chat. Xantos Clutch made this video three years ago or two years ago. He was like, this is what's going to happen to black society. He said, Africans are going to dominate black America. They're going to be the upper class cream of the crop group. The next group is going to be biracials and light skin. We're going to break off and do our own thing and become our own group. And that's actually, that's, that's a little push people are actually trying to make right now. And then he said the third group is going to be American blacks, descendants of slaves. And they're just going to be the bottom dwellers of society. And, and I kind of see this coming true. Because here's the thing. When I'm talking about all black people in America identify as victims, I'm talking about those of us who descended from slaves. I'm not really talking about Africans and Caribbeans. <clears throat> 
Africans and Caribbeans don't really see themselves like that. The majority of them. I mean, you got some that do, but the overall majority of them, they don't really see themselves like us because they're not. They got their own history, their own culture. You know, they still, a lot of them, you know, they got, they, they can trace their family. I mean, y'all know what the deal is. We ain't got to rehash this crap. I'm talking about black. When I talk about this stuff, forever victims, I'm talking about those of us who descended from slaves. Black Americans been here. And we, we all go back to the plantation somehow, some way. Clutch, Clutch already talked about it, y'all. Being that I fall into this category, I'm going to have to break off from you Negroes. <laughs> but this is who uh, George Floyd is the leader of this group right here, y'all. And look at the picture. This, this, this video was made two years ago. You got a car in flames and some people in the streets. This guy all last year had cars and flames and people in the streets. And Clutch said, this is the group that represents black America. Remember, these are the Africans in the Caribbeans, but mostly the Africans. These are the light-skinned and biracials. We break off and do our own thing. And these are the, uh, the dark-skinned, the B-A-B-Gs, as um, my man Mr. Fantastic would say. <laughs> The, the black people, the readily identifiable black folks who who uh, can trace their lineage to a, to a plantation or something like that. And I just saw an article today that said like 80 percent of black folks who started off as whose family started off as slaves in this country. They say 80 percent of them can be traced back to uh, the Geechee, the Geechee Gullah in South Carolina, which is true, at least for my family, because <laughs> I got family out there. And, and uh, not too far from Charleston is where my great grandparents uh, originated from on my mother's side. But this is black America right here, y'all. And this is the leader of it. This is the face of him. When you think of black Americans, ADOS, FBA, whatever you want to call them, this is who you, this, this is the representation right here, y'all. A junkie crackhead doing junkie crackhead activities. But now he's got statues. His birthday is about to be commemorated, which is going to lead to it being a national holiday. And he's going to be larger than life. I mean, he already is. Three funerals. His kids is out there making up stories about him being a great father. <laughs> and I can't blame the kids. Somebody put that in the kids' ear. His, his whole his whole life story is about to be rewritten, y'all. Math is racist. You know, being about being on time, valuing your property that you work for, uh, valuing family structures. That's all white supremacy talk. BLM, they're anti-family. They promote LGBT and trans and queer stuff, which is why every time you turn on TV, you see, uh, I was watching something today. They showed this black, this older white woman kissing this black woman. I told my wife, I'm like, see, I told you every time you turn on TV and there's some, uh, some, some, L, there's some alphabet soup squad people going at it. It's always a black person involved every single time, every single time. I don't even. 
I'll be looking, listen, I'll be looking for the gay white people on TV. I don't really be seeing gay white folks on TV anymore. It's always black folks or a, or a person of color, I should say. <laughs> I mean, like, where are all the gay white people at? All right, I'm done. I'm about to chuck deuces. Uh, anyway, I just want to share that with y'all. So y'all want to read this? I'll post the link in the article, uh, the link in the chat. If y'all want to check it out on your own. So there you have it, y'all. George Floyd has become the de facto, uh, the official leader of black society. And we're all on the path to uh, having our children and being forever victims, y'all. And these people ain't going to stop till it, till it, uh, till it happens. All right. Y'all be safe out there. I'm gonna holler at y'all later. Uh, so peace.